You're listening to English with Monty, the podcast about the English language, talking about participle clauses. Hello there, and welcome to English with Monty. We are on to episode number 50, and I've got Gideon with me probably the second or third best person to have on the show for number 50. Hi, how are you doing? Yeah, Gideon? thanks, John. Thanks, John. Congratulations on this milestone. Hasn't gone unnoticed. Hasn't gone unnoticed. Good. I especially reserved this episode just for you. Really? Yes. Okay. Couldn't have anybody else on it other than you. You had to be at number 50 because you were in number one and okay. you're in number 50. Had to be you. Had to be you. That was quite good singing. We're getting closer to your age now, so this is good. Okay. So what are we doing today, John? What we're going to do today is participle clauses. Huh? <laughs> there might I, think be... lots of, I can hear the people switching off now. Oh, what the hell is that? I know, but they're quite uh, it's useful. Interesting. It's true. They are useful. It's, it's quite an interesting topic, isn't it? Yeah, sure. So the idea, I guess, of a participle clause... They are usually used in written text, particularly in literary text, academic, or with journalistic styles. What are they exactly? They would be something that replaces a usual clause, wouldn't they? So, for example, waiting for Ellie, I made some tea. So Ooh. instead of saying, while I was waiting for Ellie, I made some tea, you're participle clause is the front bit the waiting mm -hmm. for earlier mm -hmm. why do we do that and why do they exist do you know i'm thinking i haven't read the sort of grammar explanation but i think it's for a bit of drama isn't it isn't it sometimes so for example taking his gun he walked into the tunnel of course that's what i was exaggerating that example i exaggerated that example but not understanding the question, Gideon looked sternly into John's eyes and asked him to explain. That's a good example. That's quite frequently what you do, isn't it? It is for drama, isn't it? I suppose the idea is maybe display information in a little bit more of an economical way as well. But I think certainly in terms of the fact that it's used in written text, it does add some kind of gravity, doesn't it? It adds an mm -hmm. extra drama, I think. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that is one of the keys to it, really, isn't it? And why it is used. Looking so, out the window, I saw John robbing the supermarket. That's the fifth time I've done that, though, isn't it? Okay. I only steal chocolate, though, for you. <laughs> so for me, that sounds a bit dramatic. You're saying it's more about economy, not the ceiling of the supermarket, but <laughs> the use of the, the what's it called, clause. The um, participle clause. Participle clause. Is that what you're saying? I suppose so, yes. But I absolutely agree with you. I think it is used for drama, isn't it? It definitely gives an edge to what you're doing, what you're saying. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. I suppose you're you're using it instead of a typical subject and verb form, aren't you, obviously? Because you could have said... I sat down in my living room and I saw John robbing the supermarket. I mean, that would be mm -hmm. the bog standard sentence, wouldn't it? But what you said certainly gave it 
more of an impact. Because you're putting the action at the beginning of the phrase. Mm -hmm. Immediately, the reader, the listener thinks about the action and not the pronoun. Whereas I was looking out the window when I saw John. That's kind of superfluous, isn't it? I was looking. I was. You say, well, I don't want to hear that really. Just get to the point. Get to the bloody point. Yes, absolutely. And I think you've just gone and demonstrated how it is about economy, isn't it? Because you're not including certain elements that you would do normally. And there's a few different ways you would do it as well, isn't it? Because I suppose so far we've we've been used it in the continuous form, haven't we? Mm -hmm. But as well, it can be used as the present. Well, you'd call it the present participle. So that Mm -hmm. means the ing form. Knowing she loved reading, Richard bought her a book. Mm-hmm. And then you'd have the past participle clause as well. What's that then? That would be when you're just using it in the past. Worried by the news, she called the hospital. So you change the ing to the past form. Exactly. The past participle. That's all you do then. So if you give an example of the present tense and the mm-hmm. same example of the past, maybe you could do that. Oh, that's quite a good idea, isn't it? Using participle clauses in this way is what Gideon loves. That's not correct. (laughs) (laughs) Using the internet, Gideon found out the most important information. Used in this way, the internet gives Gideon the most important information. Okay, fair enough. And where do you put the negative? If you're making a negative, how do you do it? That's a good question. Well, not understanding what you're talking about, I (laughs) asked for an example. And you've just answered your example, haven't you? I think in the present, it's easy. You just put not. Yes. And the ING. Can you do that with the past participle as well? Not worried. Yeah, you can. So not worried. By John's questions, Mm -hmm. Gideon decided to stick around. I think that works extremely well. Okay. So yeah, you just put the not in front. And so that works in a fairly standardized way, doesn't it? How you would use it on the second verb typically, wouldn't you? If, say, for example, having a gerund or an infinitive afterwards, you would put the not before the mm-hmm. verb. It's the same idea there, isn't it? With the past participle, it can be a similar meaning to an if condition. Used in this way, participles can make your writing more concise. That's like saying, if you use participles in this way. Okay. The other way of doing it is to give the reason for an action. This can be used, obviously, with the past one or the present participle clauses, both of the clauses. As the example that we talked about before, given a reason for an action, knowing she loved reading, Richard bought her a book. So that is the reason why he bought her a book, because he knew about her loving Mm -hmm. reading. And then it can also be used to talk about an action that happened at the same time as another action. For example, sitting on his sofa, Mm -hmm. Gideon realized that he'd only had three cups of coffee today. Okay. Reading the book, I realized that I should be doing a podcast. Is that one? Is that right? Is it like interrupting another action or is it two happening at the same time? Well, the idea is that it happens at the same time. Okay. I guess something like realizing could be a good one just because you're realizing it in that moment. Obviously, while you're sitting on the sofa, you realize at that very moment. Mm -hmm. 
But there's no sequence, is there? What do you mean? Eating cornflakes, John suddenly understood the answer. Yeah, that would be good. While he was eating cornflakes. But it's still an action that happened at the same time. Okay. So it's interrupting. Yes, you're right. It could be while eating cornflakes, John thought of the idea. Yes. Eating cornflakes, John was unaware of the problem. They're slightly different, though, aren't they? You couldn't really say eating cornflakes, John was unaware of the problem, because that doesn't really make much sense, does it? Okay, okay, fair enough. Also, you could add information about the subject of the main clause. For example, starting in the new year, the new policy bans cars in the city centre. Or filled with pride, he walked towards the stage. Okay, So it's just additional information, really. There's nothing more to it than that. It's just adding extra details. Okay. And then I guess you've got the perfect participle clauses. And the idea of using these is that they show an action that described what was finished before an action in the main clause. For example, having been made redundant, she started looking for a new job. Right. Obviously, the idea of having been made redundant, it's like a perfect participle in terms of its form, in the passive sense, obviously, here. And then it's saying that's finished, of course. Okay. It's already happened. And therefore, she starts to look for a job after that. Okay. Having started the podcast, Gideon decided to continue until the bitter end. Yes. There may not be an end. May never end. Just go on forever. (laughs) Yeah. In a loop. In an infinite loop. Starting the podcast, Gideon realized it was going to be amazing. Yeah. Having been involved from the beginning, Gideon thought, yeah, this is going places. That would be how you would use with a perfect participle clause. Mm -hmm. And then we have the conjunctions and the prepositions element. Do you know anything about this? Can you guess what that would include and what you could use? I could have a go. So is that when you put like a preposition before? Mm-hmm. For example, I'm trying to think of an example, John. Okay, instead of saying sitting down, I say before sitting down, I decided to make some coffee. Is that right? That would be absolutely correct. Yep. Okay. Before cooking, you should wash your hands. I think I already gave an example with while, but that works as well. While looking out the window, Mm -hmm. I saw John on his tricycle. That's correct. So that works. So you could also use it with after, instead of, on, since, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. when, and also in spite of. In spite of Gideon hitting the microphone several times, he still couldn't make it work. Yeah, good example. I would have Mm. trouble with the microphone. But you've got it working now, haven't you? Mm Mm-hmm. Because we can hear you. So I think that's about it. Was there anything else you wanted to add? I would say that I've learned a lot. Have you? Yeah. I know how to use it and everything. I think I was unaware of the term participle clause. I think I called it something different. But that's great. I think it's pretty useful, isn't it? I think probably it is called something different. I think you might be right there. But it definitely adds. So yeah, well, let's say it adds drama or brevity or both that's kind of when we're using it isn't it really and we're taking away the subject in some way when it's not necessary to put the subject in there really 
knowing how to use it, I'll apply it to my everyday writing. Excellent. Because you're still writing your novel. Something like that out soon. Your biography. My, yeah, my memoir. I bet you've been speaking to David Beckham, haven't you? Asking him for a few tips. Write it for me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Maybe to write it for you as well. Yeah, yeah he's my ghostwriter, David yeah. Beckham. I'm sure he knows quite a bit about <laughs> participle clauses. I'm so, sure he does. You know, sure he does. He'd uh, surprise you. Anyway, do you want to tell us about you and what you do? I have no idea what you do after 50 episodes. I still don't understand. I'll just mention to your dear listeners that I have a YouTube channel called Let Them Talk TV and also do sign up to our newsletter, which I've just started, so I'm very keen to promote it. But it is fantastic and wonderful and interesting, and you'll learn a lot. What's a highlight of your newsletter? It's about English language. It's about the history of the English language, about a bit of grammar, a bit about behind the scenes of Let Them Talk TV, that kind of thing. That was a general overview rather than a highlight, wasn't it? Yeah, that's yeah. <laughs> but that gives the listeners a good idea of what your newsletter is all about. Yeah. And they can sign up. Where can they sign up if they want to get involved? Oh, well, go to Let Them Talk TV. I can't remember the link now, but you just go to the latest video and there'll be a link in the description. Excellent. Thank you very much for joining me, Gideon. I'm glad I've taught you a lot. Hopefully the listeners have got something out of that. I should think they will have done, especially if you're reading a lot. It definitely helps. Get reading and look out for participle clauses. Thanks again, Gideon. And you've been listening to English with Monty. Thanks for listening to English with Monty. For bonus episodes, sessions with the teacher and discounts through our website, please sign up at patreon.com forward slash English with Monty. Or you can join us for our English conversation group in London at meetup.com forward slash Monty English conversation. Hold up. 